Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church, Chicago. I hope and pray that in the following message, you will find hope and peace in what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to support his amazing mission going on right now in Chicago through St. James, please go to our website, stjames-lutheran.org to find out more. Peace. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. In the name of Jesus, amen. I was going to have on the cover Pretty Woman picture from the movie Pretty Woman. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I realize like maybe no one knows that movie anymore. Pretty Woman, has everybody seen this movie, right? It's cross-generational, right? Okay. Julie Roberts. Based on uh, the movie, let's see here. Oh, shoot, what is it called? Uh, Pygmalion by George Shaw. And then he did uh, a F- My Fair Lady, right? My Fair Lady, right? Okay. Let's see. Uh, but there's lots of movies like this. It's a movie about, right, for Pretty Woman. It's the same story all the time. A nobody, maybe worse, right? And lift it up to be made in high society, right? Goes from the lowest to the highest, right? I was actually going to also put on here The Pursuit of Happiness. Everybody see that movie? That's a fantastic movie with Will... Uh, um, Who's in that? Will Smith is in that. Uh, that's fantastic as well. Same sort of thing. A nobody lifted up to be great. Uh, we love those stories, I think, right? Lowly estate, started with nothing, made something out of themselves, or was given, or you have the, the prince of the frog, right? You kiss the frog, turns into prince, all these sort of things. These, these wonderful, enough, Cinderella, it just goes on and on. It's something in our DNA, literally, as Carl Jung would probably tell you. It's something we think about all the time. We like that story. You couldn't get better, a better story than Jesus. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Jesus. Mary. Mary was nobody. She wasn't even like poor, like a blind beggar that everybody kind of knows. She would just blend in to the wallpaper if you went to the house. There's a normal person, probably working class, as I've said, you know, or she's going to marry a carpenter. It's not terrible. He's got a trade. But you wouldn't pick her out in a crowd. She was on the lower end of really not seen in society. And she was probably doing work at somebody else's house, probably a family member's as a servant sort of thing, I would guess. When she's visited by God and his angel who tells her she is going to give birth to the Savior of the whole world. Like the answer, like Alan Iverson, like everything, any problem, all issues, it's in her. She's going to give birth to God himself, she's told. Imagine this, right? And when I think about this, I kind of think about the, the beginning stages of, a, of the pandemic when the uh, vaccine came out. So I guess not really the beginning. The vaccine came out, the mRNA, and it needed to be an especially cold situation. Remember that? And it was kind of like, how are we going to transport this? Not everybody's going to be able to get this. It's got to be a certain temperature. It's so precious, right? The vaccine, truly, that completely and forever works... 
Jesus, God gives to this nobody. Never had kids, doesn't know how to be a good mom yet, even naive, just doesn't know much about anything. And she gets to carry the answer, the solution, the end of shame and guilt, the end of death is in her. Talk about a pretty woman's story. Now, what would you do if you were told this? Go ahead and look at chapter 1. Let's follow the story, verse, beginning at verse 39. What would you do if you were told you're going to be the mother of salvation for all people? You probably would make Joseph do a lot more than he was going to do for you, right? I need ice cream. I don't know, whatever it is that uh, the latest is, right? Milk, pickles, whatever. Get going, Joseph. Serve me. And people are going to come to me. They're going to bow down to me. They're going to serve me. I'm the mother of God. I am the solution to all our problems. And not only that, think about fragility. I mean, I'm not going to move an inch. Stay right here. Because it's fragile and it's precious and I need to not move. Right? That's what we would do. And I think we do it in a little pride. Well, look at me. (laughs) I'm something else. Look what Mary does. I don't think it's by chance that Luke points this out. Mary receives this news, blows her mind, and the first thing that she can think about doing after having Jesus in her is going. Look what she does. Mary got up. She didn't sit down. She moved. She didn't stay. And she went with haste into the hill country to a town in in Judah. And she goes into the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. I think this is just amazing. The first thing that Mary thinks about is not how awesome she is and how cool she is and how important she is. I got that very important position in the church. I'm the mother of God. She doesn't think about it at all. Instead, all she can think about is serving someone else. Because that's what happens when you have Jesus in you. You serve others. You don't think about yourself and your rights or your, what you deserve. You think about what other people need. And so she goes to Elizabeth, right? So she gets there, and when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. Notice those words, very scientific and biological and accounted for by all history, all religions, cultures, and science. Baby in womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, notice this. So Jesus in Mary lifts her up and causes her just to go and serve because that's what amazingly God does. And she goes to Elizabeth 
and the spirit that's in Mary and Jesus in Mary pours out in the words of Mary. And just like the angel spoke to Mary and she is filled with the spirit in Jesus, now she goes and greets Elizabeth and Elizabeth is filled with Christ and with the Holy Spirit. Because that's how it works. One person to another. God fills us up. We naturally go to others to serve, and through that and our words and our deeds, fill them up. Friends, people need you who have Jesus in you to share some of that Jesus with them these days. The city needs you to go and visit. Your neighbors need you to go and greet and to bring Jesus to them because he is for them. And so she goes and she exclaims, and, and so Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then you believe. And she exclaims with a loud cry, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And my goodness, why is it granted to me that I should be visited by the mother of my Lord? Remember, Elizabeth is old in age She's her cousin, but just like in Mississippi, in the Hebrew language, everybody's your cousin, whatever your relation is, you're the cousin. So Elizabeth is probably 70 or something, right? A miracle as it is that she's going to have a baby, but Mary's a nobody. But Mary goes to Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth, filled by the Holy Spirit, does not think about herself. But instead... How lucky am I? God forbid we ever talk at that in America. Lucky me. Didn't deserve this. You are greater than I am. You'll never hear this from an American's voice. You are greater than I am, the mother of my Lord. You'll never hear us say anybody is our Lord. We're Lord. But Elizabeth, who now knows Jesus, has been served by him, has no problem calling him Lord and no problem saying, Mary, as young as she is, as foolish as she is, I am so lucky that you're visiting me. What a story. What a flipping of the script as to how we would respond. But that's what Jesus does. If he doesn't flip your script or turn you upside down, then you haven't met Jesus. You got your own little Jesus that makes you feel really good about yourself. She goes on, for behold, when the sound of the, your greeting came to my ears, because this is how God works. He speaks in our ears and through them creates faith and hope. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, which happens, by the way, even when, and you know this, because you, when you have a baby and the dad's talking or somebody, you can, they sort of move And when they come out, they actually recognize frequently that person that was talking to them as they were in the womb. As John hears the words of the Savior, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. 
And then Mary sings this song. My soul, look it up if you want, chapter 1, Luke, verse 30, verse 46. And Mary sang, my soul magnifies the Lord. Not myself, but it magnifies God. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because I need to be saved too, by the way, Mary is saying. Because he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. She's not bragging. She's just amazed by this. Because it's the opposite of how the story goes, usually. The she gets to be blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And she's not saying, finally, or I deserved it, or he did because I'm really humble. She's amazed that God visited her. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He's filled the hungry with good things and the rich he sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, the people of God, in remembrance of his mercy as he promised our fathers, Abraham and all the others. What a gorgeous story. It's a story of flipping things up. And Luke really hits this theme a lot when you read Luke. That Christ comes and everything is turned upside down. And her song exemplifies that, doesn't it? The lowly are given everything. Those with everything are given nothing. And we hear the song, the sort of pretty woman song. How she's been brought up from nothing by the complete grace of God. And we hear this, and when you hear this song, who do you think you are in this song? I'll bet you think you're the lowly estate. You're the pretty woman, Julia Roberts' character. You're, you're the hungry. You're the, the nobodies. Maybe, maybe you're the rich in this song. Maybe you're those that uh, are full. Maybe you're the proud in the thoughts of your hearts. You ever think about that when you hear this song? Probably not, because we think we're pretty good. We're not too bad. Those people, oh man. Yeah, God's going to bring them down. That president or that president, that rich. There's always somebody richer, isn't there? Always somebody more powerful that you can say, those people, those people in charge, we're always Marxist with, our, with, our, with everybody else except for ourselves. Those people, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the person that needs to be knocked down by God. I would say yes. I would say the pandemic has exemplified that. We cannot handle being wrong. We cannot handle the fact that there is a pandemic. How could it possibly be? We can't handle the fact that the vaccine doesn't work perfectly. That's impossible. It's either conspiracy or we bro it's broke or whatever. We just can't handle it. Well, we've never actually cured an illness. We're still dying at the exact same rate. We do our best. What do you think we were doing all this time? What did you think was going to happen? 
with your life? Do you think you're going to live forever? Do you think you're all that? Do you think you deserve what you get? The family that raised you or whatever it is, your job, that you made this yourself? Repent, oh Christians. May the Lord knock us down this Advent. Scatter us. Send us away empty. Who are you? You know, humility is not something that you aspire to or practice. It's something that happens to you. Mary wasn't humble because she was good. She was humble because she had nothing else. And sometimes God's got to take everything else and knock us down to humble us so that we see who are we to think we deserve this or that or that position or that position, let alone God's grace or favor. The way we act toward others and talk to others. We are not the pretty woman and pretty woman, and we're not Richard Gere. We're those jerks that made fun of Julia Roberts oftentimes in the story. But it's okay to make knock down, to be reminded you're not all that. In fact, that's really good sometimes. Because only then can you actually become at the bottom and realize you're absolutely, who are you? But dependent upon God and his grace. It's okay to be knocked down because this story doesn't end with this song, but it continues because Mary serves Elizabeth, but her son goes on to serve the broken down, the busted up, the sinners, the people realizing, holy cow, what have I been doing all my life? Who do I think I am? Those that feel the wrath of God and feel a little lower than they did two years ago, that's what this song is for. It's okay to be knocked down because Jesus came for you too. When you're on your back, when you're falling down, Jesus died for you because this story isn't about Mary or Elizabeth or humility, but it's about God who comes down. That's what's crazy about this story. He allows himself to be crucified instead of you or Mary or Elizabeth or me and all our pride, he took it and all of your egotistical nonsense he took and your sense of you're never gonna die and everything's okay and this ridiculous pompousness that we have and this judging everybody else except for ourselves, Christ received it and buried it forever in the grave and rose again. and lifts us up today. See, if you're feeling down, you're not feeling quite like the hotshot used to be, not so confident in science, you're not so confident in government, you're not so confident in yourself, praise God. Look to the one you can count on, who visited Mary, who lifts up the lowly, who forgives the sinner, who raises up even the dead. In Jesus' name.
Amen.